This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm your host, Tim Grimes. If you've been liking this show, then I suggest you take a look at my new book, The Law of Attraction Simplified, because that book really goes into a lot of detail about what we're talking about in all these episodes, and it gives a contextual framework that will deepen your understanding of everything we're discussing. You can find The Law of Attraction Simplified on Amazon, as well as all my other books. And for more information or to ask me a question, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. So, I've been tossing the G word around a lot. I've been saying God a lot in these episodes. And I like using the term God, because it's like one of the deepest terms that we can use. But what we're really exploring here is a direct approach to the law of attraction, a direct approach to manifesting and being in the moment and recognizing the liberation and freedom of this moment. You're free right now in this moment. I think it's pretty clear that that's what we're we're getting at at this point. I think that you, you grasp that. But I do want to emphasize that because I've been using the word God a lot and because I like using that term, or if I use similar, you know, kind of big spiritual terms like that, it's still just a term. And this is really important to understand because there's so many different ways to look at these teachings. And it just so happens the way that we've been doing the episodes recently. We've been talking a lot about H. Emily Cady. We've been talking about Neville. Uh, We've been talking about Emmett Fox. You know, these are all law of attraction teachers that use a lot of spiritual language and, you know, are truly spiritual law of attraction teachers. They're very deep, right? And very spiritual. And they use a lot of language that's spiritual and also could be connotated as being very religious sounding. And that's why all these God references, H. Emily Cady, for instance, she uses, you know, she's all about using religious language like all the time. Obviously Neville is too, but it's in this more symbolical way a lot of the time. And somebody like Katie or Emmett Fox is using symbols too, but not to the level that Neville often is. Neville liked to say that your imagination is God. In other words, you are God because you are all imagination. And so we see these synonymous terms, you know, God and then imagination, that term actually being the same thing. And then the way that Joseph Murphy writes about the subconscious, he's really using that term in the way that we could use the term God or imagination as well, the power of your subconscious mind. That could very easily, the way that Murphy describes most of you know his approaches, that very easily could be the power of God, the power of God, or the power of your imagination. All of these teachings are correlated. And these deep-sounding spiritual terms, like using the word God, uh, we don't have to be overwhelmed by it, because the purpose of most New Thought teaching is a practical usage of these religious terms, like a term such as God, or when we talk about Jesus Christ, when we talk about the Bible. We're trying to get something practical out of it. There's a practical element and maybe a practical point to the whole thing. It's not, I shouldn't say maybe, there is a practical point to the whole thing. It's meant to be practical. And when you realize the goodness of this moment, the godliness of this moment, when you realize that your imagination is God, that your subconscious mind is ever flowing abundantly and is directly connected to the source 
and is one with God, when you realize that, it's obviously incredibly liberating. And it's not liberating sometime in the future, it's liberating right now. And you can then build your future with this knowledge in a way that's much more life-giving and positive than before you were aware that your imagination truly is God, that your subconscious mind truly is God. And with all that said, we don't have to use terms like God at all. We don't have to use religious language really at all. And, you know, somewhat ironically and somewhat intentionally, I, I don't think I've really talked about or even really mentioned my favorite law of attraction teacher up to this point, who is Emil Kue. And Kue does not use religious terms in his teaching. He said this has nothing to do with specific religious practices at all. And this is a very important point he's making. He's saying that practically using these principles of creation, of your mind being powerful and life-giving and abundant, of you mastering your ability to live a constructive and positive life, All these things are natural. They're a fundamental part of being alive. And there's nothing specifically or at all religious about them. And the issue that a lot of new thought teachings have, in my opinion, is that even though they're meant to be exceedingly practical, a lot of the time, inadvertently, they end up sounding very religious. And we make it seem like utilizing our imagination, utilizing our subconscious, utilizing this moment and being comfortable in this moment has something to do with, you know, these external religious forces. And that's not what this is all about, or at least at its essence, that's not what this is all about at all. This is practical information that anybody can utilize. Practical That's what's so appealing about somebody like Neville or Joseph Murphy. It's practical. And H. Emily Cady, even though she's using very spiritual language, is an incredibly practical and life-affirming teacher. Same with Emmett Fox. This is practical stuff. I am not interested in having a religious discussion about this stuff. I want to have a practical discussion. And a practical discussion is what we've been having, and you can see how deep it is, how spiritual it is in a practical way. Being in tune with this moment, we don't have to use the term God. We can use the term imagination instead. We can use the term subconscious instead. And it's just as effective. And again, Kuwe explains this extremely clearly. If you don't know Kuwe, and you know far too many people have never heard of Emil Kuwe or have just a very superficial understanding of his stuff because they've never explored it, they've never taken time to explore it, He really is, in my opinion, the greatest law of attraction teacher. He explains these principles in the most practical way possible. It's not that his technique is necessarily the best. You know, Kuei is quite famous for auto-suggestion, kind of like the the father of auto-suggestion. The auto-suggestion technique is very interesting and, and can be very powerful, but that's not why he's my favorite law of attraction teacher and why I'm saying he's the best law of attraction teacher. As we've already gone over, techniques are techniques. They're great, but they're only great if they work for you. And what's going to work for one person is not necessarily going to work for somebody else. When Kuei was alive, he was an incredibly dynamic, charismatic teacher. And because of that, his technique of autosuggestion worked incredibly well for the people that he taught it to. He was so 
charismatic and you know hypnotic basically that it was really simple for him to explain the effectiveness of the technique and that's why the techniques work so well for people who directly you know worked with him but Kue is not just about auto-suggestion. It's about all of the law of attraction, all of the underlying psychological principles. Kue is explaining, you know, in depth. So if you don't know him, or if you want to refamiliarize yourself with him, uh, I did a book a couple of years ago called Simple Self-Healing, which I edited and adapted from some of Kue's teachings and some of the other writings about Kue's method, which is, a, you know, Simple Self-Healing is a good place to start. Also, Self-Mastery Through Conscious Auto-Suggestion, which is... Kuei's famous book from the mid-20s. That book is a masterpiece. Definitely worth listening to that or reading that as well. But I want to read to you right now just an excerpt from Simple Self-Healing, which is actually just some commentary that Cyrus Harry Brooks wrote about Kuei's method. Brooks is probably the best analyst or writer about Kuei's techniques while Kuei was alive. He visited Kuei you know, many times and spent a lot of time with him and learned about his techniques. And in this short passage that I'm going to read, Brooks just talks about how we don't have to have any religious or even, you know, spiritual concepts in the picture here in order to get something out of these principles. And the principles he's talking about are just law of attraction principles. He's talking about the law of attraction. So Brooks writes, there's no need to go so far as the school of new thought and claim that suggestion can set in motion transcendental laws outside man's own nature. It's quite clear that the man who expects success, whatever kind it may be, will subconsciously take up the right attitude to achieve it in his environment. He'll involuntarily secede, even if only fleeting opportunities are presented to him, and by his inner fitness naturally command the circumstances around him. So what Brooks is saying here is exactly what we've been talking about, which is that there is this inherent thing inside us. And Brooks is saying this is not outside our domain. This is part of being human. This is your imagination in action. This is the power of your imagination. And the power of your imagination is not well understood by the general population. But if you get into the law of attraction, you start to understand the overwhelming power of your imagination. And it truly is an overwhelming power. Unfortunately, it usually overwhelms us the wrong way. But what we should do is practice making it so that our imagination works for us, not against us, which is what Kuei is always talking about and what someone like Neville is always talking about. So Brooks is saying, listen, you can drop all the new thought stuff. This is what you're made of. Suggestion, suggesting something to yourself, believing something, believing a suggestion, that's just part of our mental, physiological, mind-body makeup. And if you expect and believe the best or expect good things to happen to you, then they will happen to you if you truly believe it. Even if it seems totally inexplicable and unrealistic that such a thing could happen. That's the magic of your imagination. And there's all these different terms and language and you know phrases and ways of saying the same thing. But when we're talking about God... We're really talking about this just as much. We're talking about aligning with our imagination, aligning with our subconscious power, aligning with goodness right now.